Hello everyone. I would like to welcome all of you to the next installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast, The Main Column. My name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. Today's podcast is from the May issue of the magazine's special focus section on maintenance. The title, Highlights from a Maintenance and Reliability Audit. So today's podcast is brought to you by Aviva. Aviva produces industrial software to shape a sustainable future. They partner with their customers and harness the power of their ecosystem to build solutions that help you engineer and operate your industrial assets and drive efficient, sustainable performance throughout your portfolio. Aviva empowers and connects your people through collaborative innovation, helping your business grow. Now remember, you can subscribe to the Main Column Podcast by clicking on the subscribe button or by using your smartphone and saying, Hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the Main Column Podcast. Highlights from a Maintenance and Reliability Audit by Heinz Block. Staffers in many plants in modern industry are assigned to job functions related to reliability assessment and implementation. How these reliability-related job functions are carried out varies greatly from plant to plant. Accordingly, the effectiveness or completeness of implementation deserves to be monitored. It should be periodically assessed by an audit. In this condensed podcast, the author recalls his work with a highly experienced colleague and shares examples from a two-day sequence of one-hour audit interviews. We audited and later summarized our in-depth communications with managerial operations and maintenance reliability technical personnel at Plant ABC in the U.S. Our recollections condense and summarize our key observations and compare these against goals originally set and long since achieved by acknowledged high performers in world-scale oil refineries and leading petrochemical plants. Key observations and universally applicable goals. Key findings from the audit are detailed in these following subsections. Number one, finding one. The reliability function at ABC Company was not separated from the plant maintenance function. Traditional maintenance priorities and a fix-it-the-way-we've-always-done-it mentality went out more often than warranted. The goal best practice facilities, or BPFs, know precisely when upgrading is warranted and cost justified. BPFs view every maintenance event as an opportunity to upgrade. Their roles call for A, being well informed on available technology upgrades, and B, being organized and encouraged to respond quickly to proven life extension opportunities. Finding number two, the auditing subject matter expert, or SME, found ABC's reward system to be largely production-oriented and not geared toward consistently optimizing the bottom-line life cycle cost impact. The life cycle cost concept is not applied to the upgrade options available to company ABC. The goal, best practice facilities facilitates are consistently driven by an unswerving pursuit of longer-term LCC optimizations. Life cycle costing is applied on both new and existing equipment options. Finding number three, reliability professionals at company ABC are not sufficiently aware of the details of successful and cost-effective reliability implementations elsewhere. The goal, imitate BPF facilities that provide easy access to mentors and utilize effective modes of self-teaching via mandatory exposure to trade journals and related publications, as well as frequent and periodic shirt-sleeve seminars. These on-site 
presentations are essentially briefing sessions that give visibility to the reliability technicians. Shirt sleeve seminars serve to upgrade the entire workforce, including managers, by imparting knowledge and by slowing changing the prevailing culture. Finding number four, the auditing SMEs, meaning author and colleague, perceived a lack of continuity of leadership at Company ABC. The organization did not seem to retain its attention span long enough to effect a needed change from their present or existing repair focus to the urgently needed reliability focus. The known influence of both mechanical and I&E, or instrument and electrical, equipment reliability on coveted process reliability did not always seem to be appreciated at Company ABC. The goal? Even today, years later, the auditors know of no BPF organization or top quartile company that is repair-focused. Experts generally agree that successful players must be totally reliability-focused to survive in the coming decades. Finding number five, specialization in compartmentalizing at managerial levels risk a measure of finger-pointing, or the blame game. The goal, the most successful BPF organizations have seen huge advantages in requiring the trading of places by two managers. At certain BPF locations, maintenance superintendents and operations superintendents are asked to switch jobs when the plant manager requests this switching with only a few hours of warning. Daily cooperation and thoroughly learning each other's job takes the place of defensiveness and finger-pointing practiced elsewhere. Finding number six, failure analysis and effective data logging activities generally lag industry practices. Example number one, the facility experienced failure of a vertical pump two weeks after repair. The pump in question normally runs for two years without trouble. We were unable to find a good explanation of the failure incident. The old parts had quickly discarded and no measurements were recorded. The goal BPF organizations involve operations, maintenance, and project reliability personnel in joint failure analysis and data logging. A structured and repeatable approach is used, and accountabilities are well understood at BPFs. Finding number seven. Gaps exist in planning functions and process mechanical coordinator assignments, or PMC assignments. Gaps in the consistent administration of performance appraisals are also seen. In example number one, planners assigned to unit one are less experienced and less productive than planners in Unit 2. The planner's efforts are not resulting in sufficiently detailed and precise output at the Unit 1 location. In example number 2, not much predictive maintenance is done at Unit 1. Consequently, the unit is always involved in more crisis work than other process units. Example number 3, one professional employee has had only one performance appraisal in more than three years of employment at Company ABC and is justifiably concerned. The goal, consistency at all levels must be attained, along with even-handedness in hiring and training. The facilitation of knowledge sharing, networking, and tutoring is key. The practice of well-founded management techniques should be enforced from the highest levels down. Weak project engineering interfaces. Other findings turned up weak project engineering issues, as detailed in the following points. Finding number eight. An apparent emphasis on cost and schedule allows non-optimized equipment and process configurations to be procured. At times, such equipment is replicated or duplicated in planning, design, and construction of similar units elsewhere. Reliability-focused installation standards and responsible owner follow-ups are low. Example number one, finishing area, 
where dead legs allow accumulation of plugging product. Example number two, belt-driven pumps were purchased and installed as per an existing and technologically outdated configuration. The goal? Imitate BPF organizations. They actively involve their maintenance and reliability functions. LCC considerations are giving strong weight at BPFs. Note that BPF organizations have contingency budgets that can be tapped if debugging should become necessary. BPFs do not tolerate the notion that operation departments will either learn to live with the constraint or else make enemies. Finding number nine, the organization was advised to be more diligent in providing feedback to its resident professional workforce. Example number one, the organization continues to engage in repairing inefficient air-operated diaphragm pumps at a very high cost. We realize that there are lower long-term costs, higher reliability options available. These options have been suggested and spelled out by workforce members. However, at Company ABC, they've always done it that way approach dominates. We believe that it would be prudent to actively support a better option and to encourage implementation by professionals who have the honest desire to work toward needed change. The goal, provide feedback that reinforces the use of high-grade work procedures and discourages risky or inefficient procedures at work habits. Lack of role statements and training plans noted. In some cases, lack of defined goals, roles, or training plans may cause issues during an audit. Finding number 10, a lack of role statements can lead to inefficiency and encourage becoming trapped in a cycle of firefighting. Not having written role statements deprives the entire ABC organization of a uniform understanding of roles and expectations for reliability professionals. Example number one, in addition to structured self-training and participation in periodic shirt sleeve seminars, the proficiency of reliability personnel must be enhanced by well-thought-out training plans. Key learnings must be consistently employed. Site management must verify continuity of application. Example number two, a root cause failure analysis course was taught at this site in 1998 or 1999. Whether this structured method is in fact used is subject to speculation. The goal. BPF organizations use role statements as a clear roadmap to achieve mutually agreed upon goals. Among other things, this allows for meaningful performance appraisals. Mentoring, resource utilization, and networking. An audit may find that better mentoring and utilization resources helps improve personnel performance. Finding number 11. Both business improvement teams or reliability improvement teams are in place. While we were not able to question the effectiveness of these teams, their value obviously hinges on the various team members' technical strength and breadth of experience. Improvement is possible. Example number one, some reliability personnel were not familiar with helpful written material. This material could easily point them in the right direction. Example number two, company ABC uses vendor X as its only mechanical seal supplier. Moreover, access to vendor X was said to be funneled entirely through a distributor. The goal. BPF organizations have full access to the design offices of several major original equipment manufacturer firms, or OEM firms. These BPFs have acquired and actively maintain a full awareness of competing products. They will select whichever product meets their profitability objectives. Finding number 12. One refractory line reactor requires expensive maintenance work every year, while another lasts three years between shutdowns. According to one source, 
The difference is in the dry out procedure, and the opinions vary as to which is the correct procedure. The goal. BPF organizations facilitate, or even provide, mentor access that will result in authoritative and immensely cost-effective definition of what is the best interest of the company. Finding 13. We learned that an internet search by company ABC's mechanical integrity specialist uncovered an effective reactor shell wall coating. It was later found that company ABC's plant in location G has been using this superior XYZ coating for some time. The goal. BPF organizations make extensive use of networking, relatively informal, low-cost network news newsletters, use input from grassroots contributors who gain both visibility and name recognition by demonstrating a motivation and inclination to communicate their successes to other company affiliates. A network chairperson is used to communicate with plant counterparts and or affiliated plants around the world. This job function is assigned to an implant specialist, SMEs for example, including control design engineers, rotating machinery engineers, electrical engineers, and specialists in other disciplines who periodically rotate in and out of this job function. Commenting on the status of the organization. We were fully aware that our reporting style was more direct and did not convey as much feel-good feedback as might have been hoped for by some reading this report. This was done with forethought. Anything less than an honest appraisal is a disservice to the client. As relatively experienced, long-term observers of the process plant management scene we considered ourselves as aware of aspirations and constraints facing company ABC's management. Our report was meant to convey that ABC had, one, the ability to excel without spending more money than presently budgeted. Number two, good fortune of having some excellent professionals working in diverse job functions, but their full potentials had not been exploited. Number three, strong incentives to study and implement well-proven organizational realignments that were in place elsewhere. Number four, the makings of rapidly becoming a true first-class performer in areas that included profitability and employee morale. Number five, the ability to fully achieve these desirable goals in the relatively short span of three years. To the extent that clarifications were ever needed, we encouraged ABC's management to consider follow-up communications. We expressed our desire to help ABC achieve its true potential. We felt very strongly about the weightiness and accuracy of our observations and apologized for coming on strong. However, candor must be among the key attributes of reliability professionals who find their managers left with consultant-conceived generalizations instead of definitive and highly specific recommendations. Periodic maintenance and reliability audits can point out where an organization must readjust its work practices and procedures. Without such cold-eye reviews, it may take a long time before a company joins the ranks of best-in-class performers. Thank you for listening to the Main Column Podcast. Again, we would like to thank our podcast sponsor, Aviva, for their continued support. And remember, you can subscribe to the Main Column Podcast by clicking on the subscribe button or by using your smartphone and saying, Hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the Main Column Podcast.